Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine, a podcast where we believe that music is best enjoyed with a drink in your hand. Every week, we create original craft cocktails and mocktails to pair with the songs of our favorite artists and invite them into our bar for a toast. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. If you're a fan of the show or maybe just entering the bar for the first time, be sure to subscribe and give us a rating wherever you're listening right now. And if you'd like to buy us around, head on over to patreon.com slash tunes and tumblers to become one of our fabulous patrons. I'm your host, Anthony, and I'm coming off a big weekend of birthday festivities. I turned somewhere between 25 and 40 on Friday and I celebrated appropriately. And and in my advanced age, though, it means that I have a full week of recovery ahead of me. But first, it's time for me to take a little pit stop at the Tunes and Tumblers bar and see if this helps my hangover at all. Please nurse your own responsibly. Of course, we all know that drinking alone is a sad, sad business. So I found somebody who is also recovering from my birthday festivities, and she is... Kaylin, you're a cocktail artist. And our guest today is the drummer of a garage punk band hailing from New York. They formed in 2018 when their lead singer, Sam Quarton, moved to Woodstock in search of young, energetic musicians. Long story short, she got her wish and the band quickly made a name for themselves with a fast and fun blend of punk, blues, jazz, and classic rock. They've toured with the likes of The Black Lips, Shannon and the Clams, and Future Islands, and have three whirlwind albums under their belt. Today, we're here to talk all about their most recent one, their first on Ipecac Records, the brainchild of Faith No More's Mike Patton, our dearly beloved Lily Eason, turned us on to them. So Lily, this one's for you. Tunes and Tumblers fam, please welcome Mackie Bowman of the Bobby Lees to the pod. Is that guys? Is that your guys' theme song? You, you, is that for this show? That yeah. is specifically for this show. Damn, that's crazy. High production value. We got to thank the band New New Girlfriend. They're an LA band. They do a lot of like power pop, bubblegum pop, and they're very good if you ever get the chance to see them. Noted. Mm-hmm. And they also, apparently, according to Anthony, have a nice sofa to sleep on sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll look them up. I'll look them up for the sofa. Just for the sofa. Yes. <laughs> but y'all, we have a big show ahead of us and not a whole lot of time. So let's catch up a little. What has everyone been listening to recently? What is on your Spotify repeat that we should be aware of? So I'll, I'll start us off because I was turned on to Suns and that sun spelled with two U's. And the song is 2020. So they're a Montreal-based band, very, very heavy in, in guitar sounds. And it almost sounds like like house music, but it's not because it's just rock. It's just guitars. It's just this like wobbly sound they're able to like create with guitars. And 2020 was a rough year for us. 
And this track just kind of like brings you back into that sort of fear of going out, fear of being touched, fear of being around people. And it's creepy and it, it's sort of sensual at the same time. And I just wanted to be thrust back into my worst fears in a you know, spooky season. And it's the perfect time for that. The other is Pure Imagination. It's a cover done by Canyonland. So Pure Imagination was... I mean, it'd be familiar from the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which I'm actually really upset every time they come out with a new one because they get further and further away from the original magic that I as a child felt when, you know, I saw this factory unfolding and the real, you know, set stuff that they used back with Gene Wilder. But this cover is a lot of fun and it makes me feel a little bit excited that maybe it's in the new soundtrack who knows but you know it's a pretty big contrast from the original it's a lot more poppy it kind of gets you right into the song instead of sort of waking you up slowly Hmm. so there you go i've been been listening to that stuff two very contrasting things what about you mackie what should we be listening to i'm always listening to some madness Mm. i'm always listening to some the selector i'm always listening to some the specials i'm always listening to some (laughs) fun boy three I would go as far as to say uh, the color field, even. Love Terry Hall. He's my guy. Also, the English beat. Also, I'd have been really into that general public album recently. I've also been really into Parliament. And hell yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else. That's already uh, a stacked like, playlist. That is stacked. Bill, Bill I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Turn it into Apple? a music festival. Uh, Pink Pantheress. Really excited yes. for uh-huh, album. Yeah next week i'm so excited we are too so, mm-hmm. ltj bookham okay that's my list <laughs> that's the whole thing turn that thing turn it. it all into a music festival lineup that's all i gotta say please. about that yes please and that's gonna be the stinkiest music festival of all time <laughs> <laughs> all right my turn what have i been listening to i've had this uh new album on repeat by nothing but thieves um if you haven't heard of them they kind of fly under the radar here in america but they're a huge deal in the uk this album dead club city it just hit number one over there if our u.s listeners know them at all it's probably from their hit trip switch in like 2015 jesus like what is that eight years ago now it it kind of had this like heavy post grunge sound but this new album is a concept record it's like very futuristic it's containing elements of 80s synth pop motown and disco but it's like updated so it's it's like theatrical it's dystopian it's dance ready and it feels a lot like if you've played the game cyberpunk 2077 it feels like that the album but this concept record it's about imagining a citywide members only club and like that that doesn't sound like a dystopia to me that sounds like that's because you're super bougie anthony (laughs) well picture like retro futurism (laughs) from like the 70s or like early 80s like imagine dune like the original dune as as an album like that's what it is so yeah listen to that first three tracks are the biggest bangers welcome to the dcc overcome tomorrow is closed oh hell yeah yeah the cd i got my car right now oh my god yes it's it's that it's like nothing but thieves listen to that album and soundtrack on yeah on it as a cd right cd that's awesome that's you have a cd player in your car johnny silverhand (laughs) yes Johnny Silverhand. I just watched my roommate finish that game the other day. Shout out. What ending? <laughs> what ending did your roommate get? 
Uh, he went out into the desert with Pan Am, Pan Am and lived happily ever after. Fire, fire. I'm still working towards the storm Arasaka Tower ending. Yeah. But lose, lose steam. That sounds awesome, though. What was that yeah. album called again? It's called Dead Club City by Nothing But Thieves. Cool. All right. Well, that's I like, like, I think we got through that in record time. But listeners, if you want to hear more of what we've had on Ooh. repeat, check out our YBLT playlist on Spotify. YBLT, of course, stands for What Have You Been Listening To? And it features all of these songs that we talk about in this segment, plus anything else we've had on repeat. Anything I've listened to, Kaylin's listened to, uh, Madeline or Eric's listened to, Jamie, uh, anyone who comes into the bar from time to time. Also, if you're an aspiring musician or like you just want to get exposure for your friends, please send us your stuff. Drop into our Instagram DMs. We love featuring the music of up-and-coming artists. Also, hit us up at tunesandtumblerspod at gmail.com. I read that inbox like at least once a week, so you'll hear back from us. Anyway, or check it out. Or if you want to send a carrier pigeon, like just... You, you know, keep trying Eric, to make the... You keep trying to make the pigeons carrier are, pigeons happen. Great. They're going to be great. I, I think that... I think that we are we are missing out on a major piece of technology here mm-hmm. by not like utilizing it, carrier pigeons. It was crypto, and now it's carrier pigeon. Like this mm-hmm. is going to be the thing. This is the this next is the big, big thing. thing. It's been yeah. the big thing since I joined the team. Let's get into this virtual bar of ours, Mackie. I'm sure you have an ID to show the bouncer, right? My ID <laughs> is uh, my copy of Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> wow! <laughs> oh, on, yeah. on the SNES. On the SNES. And that also, I'm kind of cheating one more artist in for my uh, what's been on my repeat recently. David Wise, composer of the Donkey Kong Country yes. series. Yeah. I know for Rareware, he's like got to be one of the greatest composers of all time. The, the, the people at Rare were like, we need music for a monkey riding a swordfish underwater. And he created a transcendent piece of music. It's like the best song ever. Aquatic. That's the only song I know how to play on piano. Aquatic ambience. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not pictured. The only here. song you need. I also own a copy of Donkey Kong Country Who Diddy's Conquest. And the music for that game is as good, if not better. The songs, it is. Sticker Person, Forest Interlude, Hothead Bop, they're all incredible. <laughs> they found that guy I working at that. a guitar center. Really? And they I didn't hired know that. him on the spot. Because his, his demos were so good. Well, w- would you look yeah, at that? Dude. Our bouncer is also a huge fan of Donkey Kong Country. And we're in. Mackie, welcome oh, yeah. to the Tunes and Tumblers bar. And, you know, I say that figuratively because um, our lovely patrons haven't bought us a bar yet. That's the highest tier of our Patreon. And if you buy us a bar, the reward is something really awesome, like a signed bottle of Topo Chico from Eric. So please, please do that. Please, uh, you can't even Anthony, see we can't actually see your bottle because you don't exist. You're in imaginary land right now. There you it's go. delicious. Topo Chico, <laughs> send us more stuff. But in the meantime, here we are in our little mind palace. To get things started, I'm going to throw on an album that I've come to love a lot recently it's the 2022 album bellevue by the bobby lees let's throw that on the jukebox before we get into the the pairing kaylin that you have for us i you know honestly mackie i have to hand it to y'all like i've been a a punk rock fan for ages and it's rare that i find a band in the space that's doing something that i consider like new and innovative like um this album in particular it's this really powerful mix of like 80s and 90s vitality but it's more about like self-reflection and coming to terms with like the futility of being just as much as rocking out which is just like you know i don't expect an existential crisis in the mosh pit but you know i hear gun club i hear dead kennedys 
yeah, I hear whole, but you know, if all those artists were in therapy, but you know, uh, uh, we can get into that later. Um, I need to know what the that's drink total, special that's is. That's totally what we were going for. That was that was the mission statement. That's totally we had all those words written down before we we went that we went to the studio with that one. <laughs> I love that. That's very I love that you phrase. went Thank in with you. a plan that you weren't just like that you weren't just like uh, King Giz, you know, just bopping around to n- the endless weirdness in your head. You were just a- you actually had a plan. <laughs> I love that. Um, we went there with a plant. What a plan. Venus flytrap? Venus flytrap. Yeah, a plan. Kaylin. Your your people with a plan. The plan built to spill. What? I'm so confused. It's okay, Kaylin. Please give us something to drink. So I'm calling this Junkyard Juice, and it's fresh made lemonade, cloves, cinnamon bark, some lemon slices, sparkling water, and I threw a bunch of thyme in there. So I wanted something that kind of embodied that sort of eerie darkness, but was still like, you know, spicy, (laughs) if you will. Like, you know, it still had this sort of snap and spark to it. Um, so, you know, I loved the idea of taking this kind of sour, sparkly kind of liquid and sort of spicing it up a little bit, making it almost like a spiced drink with the cloves and the cinnamon. And, you know, I imagine anybody drinking this, you can't not use a mason jar to drink it out of because, I mean, you just found this thing, you know, in the junkyard. And you put your your juice in it. Man, that sounds yummy as all get up. It's so refreshing. And it's kind of hot out today here in LA. It's 88 degrees. So I'm sitting here like sweating. And this is the perfect cool down. So cheers, I'm everybody. Gonna make, I'm going to make that tonight. Hell yeah, cheers. do it, please. I, it's, it was it's so good. Ulti- it's like the ultimate refreshment and having, you know, the herbs and the spices in it um, kind of elevate it from just being like, a, oh, I'm drinking a lemonade and, you know, having the sparkly bubbliness to it. It just kind of takes it to that next level. You know, I I think that a lot of artists layer things in their music and it's not just, you know, aggressive guitars. It's also, you know, these thick lyrics that are kind of telling of you know the things that we're going through in life or the things that we want to aspire to or you know whatever it is that's happening in our heads that we're trying to get out and deal with and Mm. I think that that layering effect of having you know this kind of undertone of spices with this initial punch of the sparkling lemon flavors kind of perfect say that awesome Well, that's amazing. I don't have one here because I couldn't rush out and get lemonade at the last minute. But you know what? Topo Chico, as as it was during the pandemic, is my drink of choice today. Also from a bottle I found in a junkyard. The junkyard being the, the Sam's Club down the street from me. So cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Tunes and Tumblers yeah. fam, <laughs> stick around because when we come back, we're talking to Mackie Bowman of the Bobby Lees all about their album Bellevue and diving deep into the junkyard.
Welcome back, Tunes and Tumblers fam. We're here with Mackie Bowman, drummer of the Bobby Lees. Um, before we really get into it, I just want to note, because we didn't say so in, when we were talking about the mocktail, but it is indeed a mocktail. So we haven't done one in a very long time. Um, I just want to like talk a little bit, Kaylin, because you know you have like a um, a big thing about how mocktails need to be complex and like not a lot of people do that. So how did you like add the complexity and kind of like the the acidity and the bitterness that would come with like a spirit into something that is virgin? You know, I've I've kind of said this before in that, you know, when I came into this position as the cocktail artist, I had this idea of being kind of this mad food scientist rather than a mixologist, rather than a bar. I'm not a bartender. I'm I'm actually predominantly a baker. I love combining beautiful flavors that complement each other really well and that give you an experience that's sort of different than what you would normally think about when you're consuming something. It's I actually just watched Ratatouille last night and it's that idea that, you know, when you take, you know, the piece of cheese and you eat that, you have this, you know, sort of creamy kind of ethereal kind of like, oh, warm. And then you have a bite of strawberry and that's kind of like zing and pop and, and you know, a little bit more on the fruity side and sweet. And then you put them together and then you get this kind of crazy jazz song from it. You know, it's like, that's sort of how I approach things. I don't really ever think like, oh, how am I going to make this taste like it's a cocktail? Because it's not necessary to me. You know, it's not necessary to consume alcohol if you're trying to enjoy a flavor experience. It's more about like what flavors do I think are going to be refreshing and indicative of the concept of whatever we're talking about the album or you know if I'm talking about someone's dog it's it's less about the idea that everything has to be an alternate to alcohol I'd rather it just be existent on its own right and I consider alcohol almost to be like a crutch in the sense of creating something like that like you just take the spirit for granted but like what is the flavor profile of said spirit like because that's what you're adding to the the acid and the sweetness that you are supposed to put in like herbaceousness that are like the cornerstone of any good cocktail yeah so like i if if i'm making a drink with alcohol in it i'm not going to use like all these strong sharp herby flavors because those kind of exist already and they would be too much whereas in this cocktail that i've made here it's like the perfect balance of the sour the sweet the herby, you know, the everything is well balanced. And I think sometimes with alcohol, it becomes like you're trying to counter that you're trying to bring it back down because the alcohol is just always too strong. Yeah, this and- is like, it's easier to balance for me without it. And I don't usually like thinking about this as like everybody uses the term mocktail. I'm of the mindset that this is just a fucking bomb ass drink and it doesn't have to have alcohol to be a drink or be a cocktail of ingredients. Right. And I think that dovetails nicely into talking about the Bobby Lee's and Bellevue because it is all of these things put together. But like predominantly when you listen, you're going to like rock hard. Like and then when you start breaking yeah, you're it gonna down, you're going to rock hard when you listen yes. to our music. <laughs> when you listen to our music, that's the goal. And if you're not, if you're not, you're not listening right. And if you're not, they make a pill for that. Uh, coming soon the bobby lee's branded ed pill for listening to bellevue Uh uh-huh i think that we now need to put a commercial break for uh just for that purpose anthony (laughs) yes 
but we, we how do we know that for sure we're going to get that ad thrown in do we just need to say it enough or do i need to put a tag in the episode do what you did with topo chico uh just yeah, figure, talk about just sure. yell at them you've got a lot of ingenuity figure it out you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i forgot that's my job but you know yeah Anthony, anyway um do your job for you <laughs> nobody's gonna any- rub it off for you man right <laughs> But anyway, I kind of want to talk a little bit about the band. Um, Our former copywriter, Lily, told us all about you. And I'm really glad she did because, you know, this has been like a great discovery finding the Bobby Lees. But we're still baby fans ourselves. Can you tell us a little bit about how the band came together and like when you knew that this project was something real and significant? Well, I don't think, um, yeah, I don't know. It came together. I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head earlier. Sam was looking for, you know, musicians young musicians to make some music with. We were on this after-school program called um, Rock Academy in Saugerties, New York. Um, and so it kind of all all fit together. The first guitar player of the band was uh, this guy named uh, Chogi, Chogi Lama. And he ended up leaving after, you know, after we recorded to move on to do bigger, better things. And then we had our second guitar player was um, this guy, Alex Waxman. Then he, he had to leave to do bigger and better things. And now, and the third guitar player is the one is, you know, Nick, who's our beloved Nick who is uh you know still in the band to this day and all of us he's not allowed to leave he's not allowed to leave entered servitude to the bottom and so yeah you know it kind of all just worked out i think all of us are pretty secure in ourselves as performers you know and i think that we all have a good chemistry when we play together and i think from that moment it's like when we first started playing together it starts it feels kind of like all right this can this can work out so it's not really for us i don't think it's really a question of whether or not it's a real thing or it if it ever was i think it was just always kind of like like how much work are we gonna you know put into this so yeah i don't know what makes you stick around what makes me stick around i'm covered in honey um i (laughs) i you know i love playing playing music i love playing music with these with with these guys more and more i think we've but it's become a more collaborative process writing the songs like more so than it ever was with the first two albums the last one bellevue was a very collaborative songwriting process so i think um aside from when it started i think it was like i enjoy playing music with these people i enjoy playing music period anything that's kind of um a outlet to do that i think i should stick with no matter what and then more and more it's also become there's an added sort of layer of like you know this is also something that i've really helped to create like this this feels like my own like i have my own stake in this artistically speaking right like same way that i've been doing this for four and a half years now and the reason i stick around is because like this is my baby yeah oh that makes you (laughs) they do they (laughs) they showed up in their like adorable topo chico van and dropped off a bunch of merch for us like that is a real thing that drives around los angeles yeah yeah they actually have like a truck Mm-hmm. It's like it's like the Wiener the the Wiener mobile. It's, it's like, like yeah, Oscar Mayer mobile. It's like that same thing. Or I like think the- one time I was getting off the freeway and the Oscar Mayer Wiener mobile and the uh Planters Peanut mobile were both parked in like, you know, in those roundabouts off the freeway that are just dirt. They were both parked there and I t- I remember taking a photo of it thinking like what the fuck is going on here? They got into like a Nuts road warrior battle. Just like <laughs> 
nuts and wieners just hanging out in this weird little like uh turnaround spot they they got into a road warrior I... battle and like both took out each other's trucks whoa that's he- where they were were they all assless chaps they you know what they should they should have well anyway um as i talked about earlier like what i think makes bellevue special is the way that it balances rock and roll intensity with introspection um can you describe like the band's collaborative approach in crafting this album like what was your vision for this sound and atmosphere compared to earlier work that's a good question um i think well, we actually got a really incredible opportunity to work with the producer um, Vance Powell on this album, which I think we were all really excited about because I think we were excited to try to get to record in like a more full studio with a more, I won't even say glossy, but more full kind of production sound. Like we were excited for the opportunity to make everything a little bit uh, bigger, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of the songs were kind of written in. Also, I think, you know, all of us individually as musicians and like, you know, practicing and trying to get better at, at what we do individually. I think there were there were a lot of moments of us all trying to kind of like improve each individual song individually from the point of view of like, what have I like, what have I been practicing? What can I what can I add to this? You know, so I think there was a lot of that feeling. But, you know, all the songs were kind of written in a relatively short time period, especially for us, because we all have crazy writing, you know, creative schedules. But all the songs were written relatively close together, I'd say. So I think I think that also helps feel make the whole thing feel a little bit more uh, cohesive. Right. And, you know, a lot of what's been written about this album already is like mostly about like Sam's perspective and like openness about her experiences with mental health and self-reflection but you know you guys are a band so it's not just the vision of one person but like when somebody brings their personal experiences to the table what is it like for you as a musician to kind of shepherd them into being i don't think i ever really thought about it in that in that way i think for me it's always whenever i'm writing a song you know if i'm writing a song for myself individually obviously it's a totally different thing but if i'm writing a song especially as a drummer with a group of people with a full band i think the only thing in my head that i'm thinking is like i'm trying to think intuitively what can i add to this song to make it sound better you know it's not i'm not really i don't think i'm really thinking about anything other than like what's what's right i'm not smart enough to think of anything other than what's right in front of me you know and what i can materially add to that when you talk about what you're writing a lot of times you know on average people think you know these ideas that people have and what we're listening to are a lot of it, you know, the lyrics, but it's really more than that. You know, when you're writing your part for drumming or somebody's writing their part for guitar, it's all these different layers and things that get compiled with the lyrics. The lyrics can sometimes be added after the fact. When you're writing a piece of music, it's sort of like this layered effect. And I'm wondering, you know, how often is it that you feel like you're not certain that like the the drumming that you're writing for whatever particular song is going to fit and do the other band members kind of weigh in there's definitely a certain level of um a collaborative process like this we've all gotten pretty good at hearing all ideas out and then kind of democratically deciding whether or not you know they should be 
kept or whatever. It can be tough. I, I know I've had writing experiences with other groups and people where it's like, you know, it's a much harsher vibing process. You know, it's a lot of like, you know, just don't do that or do do that. And it works for some people. For us, I think we're all... um we're all, I don't know how to phrase this. We're all, we're all delicate enough to where we can understand how, you know, maybe shooting down an idea right away might be, might be hurtful. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's a very kind of, it's very, it's very democratic and very diplomatic with us at this point. But, you know, I, I've, you know, playing in other bands, writing other kinds of music in other bands. It's funny to see like a totally to come from like writing with the Bobby Lees to go into writing with, you know, someone else. It's funny for someone to bring an idea in and then for, for someone else to just be like, that fucking sucks. Don't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> um, that would break break a person's uh, heart. <laughs> uh, like, like, damn. But, you know, it works for some people. Sometimes that, that harshness is what they need to hear. Um, it's all just different. This is this is just what we've come to that works for us. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, we're kind of coming up to the end of the interview portion, but I want to ask, just in case our listeners haven't heard Nine of the Bobby minutes. Lees, give us your best elevator pitch for the band. Why listen to the Bobby Lees? Because we're good as fuck, dude. I don't know. We're good as fuck, and we make dope-ass music for cool people to listen to. That's, I mean, what else do you need? Make it a haiku. A haiku. Um, <laughs> let's see. The Bobby Lees are dope as fuck, bro. Please uh, collect your thoughts and love us. Yeah. Hell yeah. That is incredible. We're going to put the haiku in the episode description along with links to all of your stuff. Hell yes, brother. Yes. Happy birthday, Chucho Valdez. That's another person I forgot to mention in the Who Have You Been Listening To segment. Mm. This is all going to be, the, the whole playlist is just going to be everything that you said. Awesome. Yeah. Put, if you're a carry, somebody's put Mr. Bruce from Live at Ronnie Scott's. Oh, last, last, and this also, <laughs> I'm so sorry. You, when you were telling me about um, the, uh, Anthony, when you were saying the album that you've been listening to, this reminded me of another album by this band called No Night. That's really good. And it's like a concept sci-fi album. And it's like awesome. Um, Fire in the City of Automatons. If Even if you don't put it in the playlist, I got to shout out that album. And especially the song Minus One is really good. All right. Sorry. That's going it, right it, at the top. Any, yeah. Any song that gets mentioned during any of our episodes has to, it's like the rule. Like the golden yes! rule. If you if you say it during our episode, it has to go on the podcast. Like we've been rickrolled a couple phone. of times, and uh, you know that had to be on the playlist at the end of the day. Damn it! I just did it again. Someone had me put on. Someone had me put on the instrumental version of "My Heart Will Go On" on piano, except it's terrible. Like. <laughs> Well, now it's like in it's it like in minor key again. and it's dragging and there's like a lot of like mistakes and I'm just like this is horrible. Right. I mean, yeah. Fucking. How about this? Little girls, Oingo Boingo. You're gonna get fucking. <laughs> your, ass, your ass is going to jail when you put that. On. <laughs> oh man. Okay. We oh, no. we gotta wrap things up here, but I want to play a really quick round of hashtag mood who would like to join me for that me me i guess let's do it
Thank you, Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty, for gifting us that, that amazing Hashtag Mood theme song. But what is Hashtag Mood, you ask? It's the game we play at the end of every show to flex our playlist building skills. What we're going to do is go over to the Tunes and Tumblers inbox, where fans of the show, fans of the artists we've talked to, randos who are shouting at us and trying to get us to like buy beauty supplies have left us moods. These are playlist suggestions. We're going to take one and we are going to create a playlist that matches that mood. Each of us will have a chance to pick two to three songs that fit it. And because we don't have a lot of time, we're just going to do one today. And I love this one. I don't think we've done it before, but it feels like our vibe 100%, especially because it's Halloween season. And I really love uh, Over the Garden Wall. Um, This is from Instagram. It's at Aubrey with three E's 10, who just said frogs. What is a playlist for frogs? Take this however you want. Potatoes and molasses from the Over the Garden Wall soundtrack. That's a good one. My first one is going to be Joy to the World by Three Dog Night, which is uh, starts with Jeremiah was a bullfrog was my favorite song when I was four years old. So that one's my first pick. I'm going to go with Ain't Got No Home by Clarence Frogman and Henry. Yeah. <laughs> Frogman. I I love it. That is a great one. I I had one. Oh, yeah. Jump by Van Halen. I'm going to go with Hereditary by Frogs Show Mercy. My pick is going to be Slugs by Slowpulp. (laughs) That's good. Oh, yes. Amphibian by Bjork. Yes, that's my Mm. last one. Oh, that's good. That's a good one. I'm going to go Way Too Loud by James Droll because frogs can be way too loud. (laughs) Really stretching there, but I love it. You know, gotta stretch uh, out your frog legs. True. I kind of want to say like Mud by Alex G or like maybe like maybe like Digital Bath by Deftones. How about both? <laughs> just because I love just because I love Digital Bath by Deftones. <laughs> You're welcome. Like what, what did we do? We did a... I'm going to say Blurry by Puddle of Mud as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that one's crazy. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, th- I love this mood, Aubrey 10. I hope you like uh, playing this for all of your frogs. But listeners, have a mood of your own. Leave us a message by calling or texting the Tunes and Tumblers hotline at 626-604-6477 or slide into our Instagram DMs. And also we ask for them every time we interview an artist. So just like right in the form box on our story. And who knows, your favorite artist may just make you a playlist on the air. Well, it's I know that you have an appointment that you've got to get to. So we're going to close up the bar really quick. Uh, Mackie, thank you for spending your afternoon with us. Um, do you have anything you'd like to plug for listeners before you take off? Uh, Bobby Lee's Bellevue. Um, uh, are we not men? We are Devo by Devo. <laughs> Just... <laughs> those are two great albums oh man uh, love it what a stacked playlist today anyway man thank you so much for joining us this has been a real pleasure real pleasure okay. enjoy the rest of your sunday afternoon and enjoy that drink later and thank you all for listening to tunes and tumblers tunes and tumblers is an atwood magazine podcast and a member of the pantheon podcast network be sure to follow us on every platform and please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts it helps us out so much also if you go into the episode description and scroll to the very bottom you can sign up for that tunes and tumblers patreon every dollar goes to keeping the lights on and getting supplies to make these delicious drinks plus there are tons of perks for you to enjoy 
Tunes and Tumblers was produced by Madeline May. Jamie Kahn handles all of our digital content. Our theme song is by the band New New Girlfriend. Our hashtag mood jingle comes to us, of course, from Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. And until next time, cheers. 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 It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.